listening to episode 31, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Chris Lamberth. And I'm Josh Havens. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that He would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. Today, we're continuing our conversation with Jeff Tacklin. Jeff is the lead pastor of Church by the Sea in Laguna Beach, California. He is passionate about spiritual formation, surfing, and anything C.S. Lewis. He's also a spiritual director and has a master's degree in philosophy and a doctorate in semiotics and future studies. His book, The Winding Path of Transformation, describes spiritual formation as an invitation to paradox. By entering into suffering, we find joy. By embracing the downward path of humility, we find glory. And by remaining small, sometimes we grow to great heights. In the movie The Karate Kid, Daniel wants so badly to jump straight to learning karate from Mr. Miyagi. But when he shows up to the lesson, he ends up waxing the car, painting fences, and sanding floors. Spiritual growth can feel a lot like this. You want so badly to get to the end where you look exactly like Christ and are completely perfect. But when you show up to the lesson, God takes you down this crooked path through the deserts of life. It's filled with pain and repeated lessons that seem to have nothing to do with what you think spiritual growth should be. And you may even feel like you have to keep learning lessons you thought you had already learned. Rather than taking a direct path to transformation, you end up walking down winding paths that seem to go in circles. In this chapter, Jeff gets to the heart of his book, The Winding Path of Transformation, and helps us understand what's really going on when it feels like growth can never come fast enough. One of the other major themes in the book you talk about is that the path of growth is crooked. It's not straight. It's, not, it's never a straight line. Yeah. Um, you even go so far as to say it was designed like that, or it's supposed to be like that. Can you talk to us a little bit more about why our path to growth should be crooked? Yeah, I, you know, and I think, well, that, that verse in Ecclesiastes where he asks that question, I think in frustration, like what, what God has made crooked, who can make straight? I think that sometimes what that means is that like God's path takes turns that we might consider unnecessary, or if it were up to us, you know, we would be shortcutting, we would be jumping fences, we would make that nice straight line. And I think in a lot of ways, God is almost disabling our ability to do that, that we're constantly trying to like high speed through the lessons instead of remaining in them and letting them do their work. And so I think that the winding path, that idea of, of a path that bends and turns, does. I, you mentioned this just a little bit ago, this idea of like God keeping us close. I think some of that, the winding path keeps us guessing. But I think some of it is even intentionally slowing down the pace because I think spiritual transformation takes longer than we would like. We're looking for instantaneous fixes. We're looking for things just miraculously healed and everything's fine. And I think there are times where the spiritual journey is like that, but more times than not, it's a slow work. The The deep work involves waiting. It involves desert. It involves 40 years in the wilderness kind of thing. And um, that that's where the real deep work happens. And we were too impatient. <laughs> we want to rush through it. And God's constantly slowing us down. 
Yeah. See, I think that is so encouraging because you're right. My natural inclination would be if I could just sit on the mountaintop all day, God, think about how much better my life and everybody else's lives around us would be. Like, if we could just be on the spiritual high all day, we could understand your grace and soak in it. Wouldn't that be a much better state for us all to live? But this idea that we have to come off the mountaintops in order to go deeper, because again, I'm going to go back to the deep roots um, uh, analogy. We don't develop deep roots at the mountaintop. It's only in that search for water do we tend to go deeper, and and then our hearts can grow, and and so Christ can grow in us. Um, the other th- thing that I find is encouraging just about this whole thing. This is the real point that I'm trying to make: is that understanding that this is the path to transformation is so incredibly helpful because for so long, and I think for so many of us, we grow up with this idea that um, growing in Christ should be that straight line. So at the very first sign of trouble off that cliff we go, we think we have somehow failed or God has failed us. And we don't recognize, we don't talk about enough that that is the legitimate God-designed path that you're supposed to be walking. It's going to get hard. There are going to be difficult seasons in life, whether that's through natural disasters or losing loved ones or just the natural undulations of our spiritual condition. And so I just think I, I really just want to encourage people with to say, like, if you're going through one of those or, you know, it can feel very tiring to constantly be on that roller coaster, but that's exactly where God is, has you and he's got you there for a particular reason. And, and more often than not, it's probably so that you can put down deeper roots and because he wants to do something in and through you that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. That's good. Well, and I, I think that so often the, the church as a whole has missed this. And, you know, you think about the book of Job and the whole middle part is his friends saying, you must have done something to deserve this, when in fact, this is where God has allowed Job to go. And I think that sometimes in the church, people are entering into a a next step of their journey in a bit of the wilderness. And we could almost shame or guilt that person for that chapter of their journey instead of companioning them through that. So if we don't have that category for it, then when somebody's going through hard times, we want to point the finger and say they're doing something wrong when really they might be doing something right. Yeah. And and it also just sort of harkens back to this whole idea that we shouldn't, uh, we can't measure our spiritual growth that way from these outward appearances. And so, um, yeah, we sh- we definitely shouldn't be judging people like that. Take take the time to sit with someone and and really try to understand what they're going through and then just walk with them through that through through that pain, through that struggle, whatever it may be. And um and then if they are um experiencing a spiritual high, I think, you know, rejoice with them. <laughs> be glad. Yes. And so um because their their growth is your growth, right? Um if if we grow as a church, each member's growth, I'm saying, is um, it's the uh, what's it, the f- it's the growth of the collective body. If it, it's yeah. a net gain, a rising tide raises all ships. That's what yeah. I'm trying to say. So. <laughs> Get your metaphor straight. I know I messed yourself. that one up. <laughs> so much for sounding very profound there. Um, 
Jeff, I want to ask you two final questions. And um, one of these questions I'm actually looking forward to ask just because of the way, uh, for something we talked about earlier, and that's this idea that we, uh, once we gain certainty, we often lose it and we have to regain it in some way. Sort of this, God has these moments where he teaches us continually. And so here's the question. It's one of our favorites is, um, what's the most valuable thing that you've learned in the Christian life? And what I mean by that is we found that there are moments when we're walking with Jesus and something spectacular happens. Either we have an encounter with him or we read a verse that just jumps out at us, but we're given his grace. And when we have these encounters with him, everything changes in our lives. Nothing can be the same. And so um, we found, though, that we, when we ask this question, people have many of these. And so... Um, that's fine. D- does one come to mind or maybe a more, most recent one? An encounter with God that... Um, Just, yeah, the most valuable thing that you've learned. Yes, that's a good question. You know, I, I think that as I, I talk about these stories, discerning God's voice or where God speaks into my life, calling or purpose, these and even seeing transformation and growth, all of those things are so valuable. But but deeper still and underlying all of that is this um, really intimate sense of being known and loved. And even greater than my story, even greater than the work God is doing is this um, – this real intimate knowing and there's a almost a fragile texture to that emotion that comes with it but i think to me i think there's no greater joy than to be known and loved like that that's this really tender part of who i am that i think it expresses some of the deepest cravings of my heart more than I even realize until it happens. And I realize, oh, that's what I was longing for all along. So when we talk about God is love and what, you know, I think that it's that good. And, um, and sometimes we forget that. What do you want people who read your book to come away with? What is the transformation that you are hoping happens in their own hearts? Well, you know, I, I'm hoping that people will with this gain a sense of comfort and ease that the things that are going on, that what's being done in their lives is done with intentionality, that they can trust God into it. And in fact, the the deep joys in life come from this sort of journey that we're not rushing to the end or trying to achieve some sort of thing, but this companioning of our shepherd with us, that this is one of the greatest gifts. And I think underlying all of this is just that um, that sense that there is more, that God is, I think, constantly beckoning us further and further in. And so, you know, this is the problem with certainty is every time we grab a hold of it, we set a ceiling right there. We want to go no further. There's a, a quote that I use by Lewis in there where he says, you know, that along this journey that God will give us these comfortable ends along the way, but we're not to mistake those things as our home. And that idea that um, to keep going, <laughs> that God is, is saying, you know, as good as this is, there's more. And uh, for us to have the courage to keep following. Thank you so much for 
your work and, and your time being with us uh, here today. Where can people go to find out more about your work if they want to follow you and uh, obviously pick up a copy of the book? Yeah, you know, probably best places. Um, my website is just jefftackland.com. And, um, and to go there, there's a blog there. There's links to all my social media stuff that's on there. You can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or those kind of things. But like my blog's probably the hub there. And um, yeah, and then, you know, my book has just been out for about a month and a half now. But um, it's available on Amazon or through InterVarsity. But um, it's been really exciting for me. Yeah. Well, I would like to encourage everybody to go out and pick up a copy of this book because I'm telling you, it will change your life. It'll give you great insight into the heart of a man who genuinely is searching for God, and I think will give you some great insight just into the process itself. And and that alone is so comforting and reassuring to see that other people are walking this path, they're having the same struggles that you are, they're asking the same questions that you are, and so you are not alone. We're all in this together, so let's follow Christ as much as we can, encouraging one another. Um, Jeff, thank you so much for being with us. You bet. This was just so fun. Thanks, you guys. I hope our conversation this week with Jeff has shown you that the path of transformation isn't straight. It's a path of twists and turns, ups and downs, and that's okay. In fact, God designed it this way. He wants to walk with us on this spiritual journey. We want to cross the finish line and be done. We want to arrive at perfection. But this arrival mentality isn't the point. Being in relationship with God is. Think about it like this. If we arrive at some point of perfection, then we don't need God anymore. This is the same sort of misthinking that led Adam and Eve into sin in the first place. They wanted to be like God without God's help. So the remedy is the winding path that we walk with God. And as we walk with him, we are transformed evermore into his likeness. So today, I'd like you to take some time to journal about your own journey with God. How has God led you through the winding path of transformation? What were some of the key moments in your story? And how has God used the high points and the low points to transform your life? How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Jeff and his work, check out jefftacklin.com. If you like what you've heard this week, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast player you use. We'd love to hear from you. 
If you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. 